Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Shelby Smith about her wedding at Tree of Life in Animal Kingdom. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose this location and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Shelby. Hello. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. Well, my husband and his family, all throughout his childhood, they would go to Disney World every two to three years. Uh, And so they're huge Disney fans. And they shared their love of Disney with me when I was 20, like a year after having our daughter. And so we've been going every year since. So I I kind of fell in love with it through their eyes. So that's why we finally were like, well, if we're going to get married, let's do it at Disney. Oh, that's wonderful. So it sounds like his side of the family was probably not at all surprised. How did your side of the family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? A lot of them were surprised. And, you know, my parents were kind of like, yeah, we figured after you kept talking about it and going so often and everything. So, yeah, a lot of people were surprised, especially my friends, my bridesmaids. They they were all just like, are you sure? That's, you know, pretty far away. So... That's interesting. So then how many guests did you invite and how many were able to be there? We invited 65 because of, you know, everything that's going on with COVID and 18, not including Patrick and I made it. Got it. Okay. Did you set up a room block for them? No, I didn't want to force anyone to like go to a resort that they didn't like or, you know, have to pay more for if they wanted to spend less. So I just kind of let them know, you know, more people are staying at this resort, so we're going to have the bus there. But So we just kind of let everyone kind of pick and choose. So that's how we did that. Oh, that's great. Okay, good. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? That was really easy. That was the easiest thing because it's our anniversary. It was our nine-year anniversary. Oh, that's great. So what day of the week did it end up being? It was Friday, October 8th. Got it. And then I take it time of day was probably dictated by the fact that you wanted to use Tree of Life? Yes. So it was either going to be before the park opened or after. And because I wanted to have a reception and, you know, dance and everything afterwards, we decided early morning. So we would be able to do that because if we did at night, we'd have to, you know, do the reception the next day. And I just want it all one day. Got it. So what time did you have to start? Because the of the anniversary, the park had to let us know a couple weeks before our wedding that they were opening an hour earlier, which <gasps> meant that instead of a 7.30 wedding, we were doing 6.30. And that was pushing it, apparently. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So then how did you choose Tree of Life for your ceremony and then your reception venue? 
Well, originally I wanted to get married at Seabreeze and have the reception at Living Seas because I love the ocean, grew up on the beach. And Patrick was the one who started talking about a theme park wedding because he's like, hey, you can get married at any gazebo. But if we're getting married at Disney, let's, if we're going to do Disney, let's do Disney. So he was the one who convinced me in the Tree of Life because he was like, hey, you're with your career and us both loving animals and everything. We're always surrounded by animals. So let's, let's do the Tree of Life. And I was like, you have a good point. And so we compromised. And so we got the Tree of Life. And then we did the reception at Seabreeze because it's just so beautiful. I just love how it looks and, you know, on the water. That's wonderful. So now I'm curious, what's your career? I'm a licensed veterinary technician. Oh, nice. Okay, great. So then I have to ask, did you consider having an animal encounter added to your ceremony? (laughs) I wish. Oh, if we could have brought our dog all the way there, and if Disney would have allowed it, I would have. (laughs) But but no, no no animal encounter. Okay, great. So then did you add a dessert party or a welcome party or anything like that? No, we kind of split off. He went with his groomsmen and I went with my bridesmaids and we both just ate dinner at different places in Disney. Oh, that's nice. As our, as our welcome the night before. That's great. Okay, so then for your wedding, did you use any outside vendors? I know you were kind of limited with the park. You have to stick with Disney for things like floral and decor. Yes. The only outside vendors that we used were Sign Media for videography and our officiant, Valerie Tucker. Great. How did you choose Valerie? I saw on their vendor list, we were looking for something non-religious because we're not religious at all. And we just wanted someone fun. And so we saw her website and we just, the thing that caught my eye was whenever she said like her three biggest pros to having her was her British accent was the third one. And I just thought that was so funny. And so I reached out to her and after like one FaceTime interview, we we were like, she's the one, she was hilarious. So we, that's how we went with her. (laughs) That's wonderful. Now for your ceremony, did you add the awakenings show or anything like that? We were given a partial awakening show, I guess. And they gave us uh, five minutes of the show because of us having to do it earlier because I was a little bit upset when they told me that we had to move it to 6.30 because originally the sun was going to rise in the middle of our ceremony. That was when the sun, like it was supposed to, around that time of year, it's up at 7.20. So it would have, you know, started the ceremony with the sun rising. And so I was very, you know, kind of sad that I, that wasn't going to happen. So they're like, oh, well, in the awakening ceremony, there's a sunrise. So like, we'll give it to you as a, we're sorry. So we, it was really fun to see that come to life and everything. That's cool. And how did you feel like with the way your photos turned out? Did you like the way they looked with the lighting package? Yes. I, I think that the, for that time, the lighting package was very much needed. I did like that we could see a lot more because I was, I was so afraid going into it that it was going to be too dark. Mm. But yeah, it it looked great. I haven't gotten my Disney photos back yet, but all the pictures that my family took even looked amazing. Oh, great. Okay, good. So then you went to Seabreeze Point for your reception. Did you add any kind of entertainment there? No, I, I figured everyone would be too tired for like entertainment or anything. So the most that I asked of them was just to have a DJ and dance. 
So that was the only entertainment was the DJ. Oh, that's great. I've seen people asking questions about where they set the DJ and the dance floor up versus where they put the tables when you use Seabreeze Point for a reception. Can you talk a bit about that? Sure. So they gave us a couple options. So they said that they, you know, wanted to keep the food and everything under the actual, the sides of the gazebo. Because, you know, there's like a little balcony moment where it's not covered nearest to the water. And so they said that we could put tables on like the other side for people to sit down. But we decided to have everyone in the little courtyard area in front of the gazebo. Like there's two grassy areas on either side of the gazebo. One has a tree and the other side doesn't have a tree. So we decided to set up everyone under the tree because we only had a sweetheart table and then two large round tables. And so that was enough for everyone. And we were all under the tree, which we really appreciated because it was very hot. Mm. And on the dance floor was just the middle gazebo part where people would usually sit for ceremonies. That's where our dance floor was, which they can't put a dance floor there, but they just, it's just the wood planks of the gazebo. Mm-hmm. And whenever you're walking up the gazebo right to the right, that little corner right there is where the DJ was. And on one side of the, I don't know, gazebo arm <laughs> that goes out, that's where they had the food set up to go grab from the from there. And yeah, I really, the only complaint that I have is they said that the right side of a grassy area is a lot more like choppy and not as even. The left side, more even, but even then, like we were kind of on a little tiny hill, almost falling back into the tree where they set our sweetheart table at. So it kind of get them to move you a little bit away from the tree (laughs) is my only suggestion for that. Yeah. Oh, that's a great tip. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I know people are going to ask is people sometimes get worried about having a DJ that early in the morning. And here you had your ceremony at 630. Did you find that fewer people danced or was it was the DJ able to create a party atmosphere even though it was morning? Oh, he was amazing. It was Willie of Lugo Entertainment, but he was so amazing. And I felt so bad because it was only Patrick, our daughter and I dancing. And, you know, my friends would kind of jump in, but everyone was just so tired that, but it was, it was really nice to have him for like, he played really wonderful music while we were eating. We did a first dance and that was in like the mix of music that Patrick and I like that he kind of incorporated into it. it was really amazing. I, I had such a fun time, even though we were all bone tired, <laughs> but he, yeah, he definitely brought a lot of energy, but yeah, everyone, I don't regret it. I love that we did that, but I can see why people wouldn't want to have a DJ that early. Interesting. Okay. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors from your reception that you would recommend? Oh my gosh. Yes. I really love the food. We had, of course, brunch. So it was my favorite thing on there was the French toast with bananas foster. That was so good. And we also, because Patrick loves chicken and waffles, we had the little Mickey's and then they gave us a little chicken tenders to like put on top. (laughs) And so that was, that was really good. But yeah, the, the French toast really blew me away. I was surprised. And the cake flavor we did, our bottom tier was chocolate and peanut butter cup filling. And the top was chocolate with banana cream. That one, I I feel like the chocolate kind of overtook the banana. You couldn't really taste it. Hmm. So uh, yeah, but the 
chocolate with the peanut butter cup filling was amazing. It was so good. I know a lot of people were complaining that or mentioning that the cake was dry. Ours was not. <laughs> it was it was wonderful. I loved it. You know, they give you the rest of it whenever you leave. So we were we were eating on that for days. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I think a lot of times people don't realize that the samples you get are little tiny, easily dried out chunks, but the actual cake, they soak it in simple syrup. So it's there's no way it's going to be as dry as those tiny little samples they give you. That's true. But yes, very good. Highly recommend. Oh, that's great. Okay. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? Sure. We had no sleep. We had to start getting ready at 11 because there were seven of us getting ready. We were done at about 4 a.m. And that was when they had Patrick head to the lobby of the beach club. And they called me at about 4.45 after they set him up. And I walked out and we did our first look at 4.45. And then my bridal party and I, we all got into a limo at 5, wound up at Animal Kingdom at about 5.30, ran to the Tree of Life to take as many photos as we could within that hour. And then at around 6.20, they stashed us away in the big gift shop and got everyone sat down. They tried to start a little bit before 6.30 because they knew that we really wanted photos afterwards. And so we did our ceremony from uh, about 6.30 to, it was pretty quick. So about 6.50, everyone started leaving. Like, we took photos with family. They left. We ran over to Pandora and took as many photos as we could in the, the very short amount of time that they gave us. And then we went backstage, and they put us in a limo. And then they took us to the boardwalk, where we basically just hung out for a little bit until the photographers got there. And then we took some photos on the boardwalk while walking toward the uh, reception. And then the reception started at about 9.00. Um, and then we kind of called it around, uh, 11. We were, we were supposed to be there till like 1230, but we kind of called it, uh, cause everyone was exhausted. So that was, that was how the day went. Okay. Got it. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Floral. I wanted a lot of beautiful flowers and a lot of greenery to kind of match up with the tree and food was also a really big thing. How did you communicate your floral vision to them? And were you able to transfer anything from the ceremony to the reception? Yes. So I had a very huge Pinterest board. I had I looked up a list of all my favorite flowers and the colors of my wedding. And I also, my sister had got married the year before, and I loved a lot of her greenery. So she like told me what she had in her bouquet and everything. And so I was able to talk to my florist and she was amazing. Um, her name's Heather. And she uh, just really took my ideas and ran with it. She was really, really good at She put little uh, pictures of the different flowers she was going to use in the bouquet and what the bouquet would look like. And, and so I was able to say like, hey, no, that's not exactly how I want it uh, to look. I want it to look more wild like this. And she was like, oh, OK, I can change that. And so we basically just went back and forth a lot to kind of have my vision come true. And um, it everything turned out great. We did, um, I did have to fight a little bit to have the lanterns with the floral on top transferred from my ceremony to the reception. Huh. Uh, but they were able to do that, but they refused to do anything else unless there was some kind of um, cocktail something between. And 
we didn't want to, we were already a little over budget, so we, we said no, but we did get the lanterns. Oh, that's great. Okay. And then what aspects were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? I mean, there wasn't really a lot that we could save on. It was just uh, mostly, you know, the dress. We didn't do any upcharges for like the reception. We just went with what they had chair-wise, table-wise. We did not dress up the gazebo at all. You know, we just were like, okay, we have the lanterns. Just put them on the high, uh, high tables and the, you know, it was just reuse what we have and just use my bouquet and the bridesmaids bouquet as centerpieces uh, besides the lanterns. But yeah, it was the reception that we really, we also took a lot of food out of our menu. We just kept our favorites in to kind of save a little bit of money. Yeah, I think that's that's the only way. Of course, you you have a minimum of 20000 that you have to spend anyway. So it was like our budget was twenty five. So we, we were just like $100 over that in the end. Wow, that's great. Mm-hmm. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? My first dance, I thought it was so much fun. We actually, um, we had bubble wands from the ceremony that we, I was like, hey, I kind of want bubbles for my first dance. And our coordinator was like, I'll make it happen. And she did. It It was really, you know, beautiful. The sun was up. Uh, it Everything just looked wonderful. All of our family was just clapping and cheering for us. And that was my favorite part. And, and then, of course, the ceremony. We both just started crying during our vows. And Valerie, um, she was so wonderful. She, uh, our, she let her daughter, Aria, uh, come up and we did hand fastening. So uh, she let her daughter try to tie the knot around our hands. <laughs> and uh, she had like, a, she called it pixie dust and a ring on her finger. So uh, she was able to let our daughter like sprinkle pixie dust over our hands after we said our vows. And that was, you know, a cherished memory <laughs> for me now. And she actually had her sign as a witness on our marriage application. That's wonderful. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? There were quite a few hiccups with the ceremony, unfortunately. The first thing I noticed when I got there was that the floral team didn't do the altar right. I had a semicircle and uh, what we had discussed and what was on our list was we wanted basically my bouquet but in a semicircle on the ground and it was all white it was all white flowers all white everything with just a couple of my favorite orchids kind of sprinkled about I was like well that's not what we discussed and then during the ceremony when it first started I was in the gift shop with my father he was going to walk me down and I noticed uh we had it was in the BEO that the groomsmen uh and the bridesmaids were all going to walk alone so it was going to be one after the other. And we had, you know, a song for the groomsmen and a song for the bridesmaids pick, uh, picked out. And uh, for some reason, they had them in the right position first. But then another coordinator came and told them to link arms. Oh, no. And so they started walking two by two. So the trio had to, like, quickly cut off one song to get to the other to, you know, do that. And I remember looking at the coordinator next to me, I'm like, why are they going together? And she was like, oh, the person probably just walked up, you know, walked too fast and got the other one. And I was like, okay. But uh, it was later when my bridesmaids told me that there was a hiccup and everything. So other than that, uh, nothing else went wrong. 
Well, that's great to hear. Did you guys do a rehearsal the day before with the entrances of the bridesmaids and groomsmen? No, I just told them all what to expect and what uh, was on the BEO, what, you know, the planner and I had discussed and let them know that they were supposed to go one by one, let them know the song that they were walking to, to take their time and basically just gave them an overview. And the day of, they were just like, well, this person's telling us this, you know, they're a coordinator. They know what they're what they're doing. So they kind of just went with it because they thought maybe she did change her mind. <laughs> right. But, yeah. Interesting. And then was your actual event planner there or did you have the experience team? I had, my planner was there. Oh, great. Um, and she had a pair of four coordinators with her. Uh, so there was one with me at all times. And then the other one was kind of, uh, the others were, she said I would know they were there when I needed to get to the next place, that they would step out and point me in the right direction is what she said. And that was very true. They kind of just came out of nowhere like this way. And so that was, but yeah, we, we had, yeah, pretty much five, four or five people, uh, helping with the wedding. That's great. Okay. Uh, now, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand when you were planning and then it turned out not to be? The lighting. I was, you know, afraid because it's like the only two that I've ever seen were the one on your podcast where it looked super dark, where they only had a spotlight. And then, of course, the Disney fairy tale weddings episode or, you know, it was like all that movie magic uh uplighting so it was like I didn't know which extreme uh I was going to be prepared for but that turned out not to be that big of a deal that was like the the biggest thing um yeah I think it was just lighting that I was kind of freaking out over and it turned out fine oh I'm so glad is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now I think I really wish I, I took a moment to, you know, kind of let it all soak in because it seemed like it was like we were there, we took photos, did the ceremony, took a couple more photos, ran out. But uh, I, I wish I would have taken a, a moment to kind of look around because I, I didn't even really look at anything else, like any of the other details. I didn't really get to look around or do anything. Uh, so I wish I would have taken a second to kind of breathe and just been like, it's happening. I'm, I'm here. It's my wedding. Uh, the other thing is I wish I would have gone over the ceremony with my planner before everything happened. She says that they, you know, that they go over it together as coordinators, but I, I wish I would have gone over it with her like really quickly before like, Hey, this is, this is the ceremony. Right. Um, since that little hiccup happened and otherwise it, it all went really well, uh, better shoes. That <laughs> was a huge regret. I, yeah, I wore wedges like. Uh, three-inch wedge uh, shoes, and by the end of it, I was basically, um, I had to take off my shoes and just walk back to the beach club. I, it was so awful. I had to, like, ice my feet afterwards, so please, if, if you take anything away from this, wear comfortable shoes. <laughs> it, even though you think it looks pretty, your dress will probably hide it. It won't be in any photos. Just wear sneakers. <laughs> That's great advice. Do you have any other tips or advice for future couples? Don't stress too much. Uh, I know it's a very stressful, stressful process, especially with how planning is kind of changing. And uh, that, you know, you think that I, 
like I thought that at the year mark, whenever you, you know, put down the deposit and everything that you'd be able to start planning right away. It's not the case. You got to, you know, put on the brakes and just wait. Uh, they gave us the planning kit and we did not start planning until a little less than four months. And we did not stop planning until a week before the wedding. Wow. So, uh, so it was, it was incredibly stressful. I wish I would have, you know, known that going in, but I, and knowing that it, it would all work out in the end, the hindsight 2020, of course. Uh, yeah. So it's just like, don't stress about it. It's going to happen. Um, the day of is worth it. Although I wish it wasn't stressful. I will say that the wedding and ceremony or reception were amazing i loved it uh my whole family had a fun time even though it was super early in the morning and everything was beautiful just make sure that you're very very descriptive with like floral how you want your ceremony everything just uh i say that after you sign you know uh your agreement that you kind of just sit down with your significant other and just write out how you all want it to go and then you know, find your vendors. And once the planners get back to you, then you can, you have a whole list of everything that you want. So you can just go through it really quickly and then get down to the nitty gritty details sooner rather than later. That's great advice. Well, Shelby, I think you've offered a lot of great advice and tips for anyone who's interested in having a Disney wedding, especially if they're interested in the tree of life at Animal Kingdom. And I appreciate your taking the time. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>